Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, a Christ follower, a licensed professional counselor, specializing in the integration of the Christian faith in counseling and in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We help the many members of the body, as well as the body as a whole, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you to join us for our conversation on today. Thank you to all who take time to listen to this podcast, to those of you who have subscribed and shared. I'm so appreciative of your support and your encouragement. Will you please continue to listen and subscribe and share with others who might not be subscribers just yet? Will you also consider writing us a review and leaving us a five-star rating? We are so, so very appreciative of your support. I do pray that you find this podcast to be insightful and beneficial. I do pray it is a blessing in your lives. And most importantly, I do pray that it is found to be pleasing unto God. And so here we are. Resurrection Sunday, 2021. Still in a pandemic, although there are some who are congregating in physical structures, we are still here. Here, there are so many who no longer are. The number of deaths that are attributed to the pandemic are staggering, literally mind-blowing. So for those of us who are still here, we know it is absolutely nothing but the grace of God. And for that, we give thanks. We are here. However, we give thanks on this day for the words uttered by the angel who addressed Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. I'll read those words from Matthew 28, 5, stating, The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. We are grateful that Jesus is not here. The reference scripture reports he has risen. He is not here. We are grateful that the tomb is empty. After all of the horrific events that took place on, quote, good, unquote, Friday, end quote, Friday, or the next day when you wake up, if you went to sleep at all. All of the heavy hearts and worried minds on Saturday, the shock, the playing back of the events in one's mind. You know, when you do the what in the world just happened, the looking at others trying to make sense of your life, the tears that flow 
when you realize what happened? The what do I do next? How do I move forward? What is life now? The people gathering, talking about the events. The did you hear what happened? Can you imagine the conversation between the Pharisees and Pilate? We need to make sure that this tomb is secure. You know, Jesus went around saying he will rise in three days. His disciples will probably come and steal him and proclaim that he has been raised from the dead. That deception would be worse. Pilate said, yeah, go ahead, make that tomb as secure as possible. And also place a guard there. They wanted to make it impossible for anyone to get to Jesus. And therefore, these extra measures were put in place. And yet we celebrate today, Resurrection Sunday, that his words were fulfilled. In three days, he rose. He is not there. And so what that means for us today is that Jesus is on the right side of his father, making intercession for us. The Holy Spirit has been sent to comfort and guide and teach us. And we can realize that the Good Fridays that we have in our lives point us to identifying with Christ in the suffering and abuse and false accusations and humiliation and shame and despising and oppression, oppression and betrayals and grief and stress and the violations that we experience. Those places where we are pierced and crushed and stripped and beaten and abandoned. Where we are left feeling dehumanized and devalued, anguished. There are some very real somber atrocities that happen to us and around us, which impact us greatly in adverse ways. We know there are people who are arrested and falsely accused. We know there are people who are victims of premeditated murder. There are those who have been betrayed by people in their inner circle. There are those who have been abandoned by people they know. There are those who have been spit upon. There are those who have been beaten and slapped. There are those who have been tied up and led away. There are those who have been sold for a few dollars. There are those who have been stripped and humiliated in front of a crowd of people. There are those who have been physically assaulted with weapons that have punctured and pierced their side, their skin. There are those who have had insults hurled at them. There are those who have been mocked because of their name. There are those who have been ridiculed for their belief in God. Evil, atrocities, hardships, difficulties happening to us and around us. We cry out as Jesus did on the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? 
people attempt to offer something that should be refreshing and comforting that is actually bitter and sometimes deliberately taunting. The horrific events on Friday, the things we should not be so quick to gloss over, the evils that we must acknowledge in our lives and in our land. Friday, if we survive, we have to look at the bruises, beatings, blood-stained places from those afflictions. And then after a day that feels it will never end, it does. It's now Saturday. Here we are at the dawning of a new day where we are in shock. We walk around wondering what has happened. How do I move on? How do I stop the grotesque images from intruding my mind? How, how do I deal with the anxiety, the heart racing, the depression after recognizing how broken and dejected I am? Saturday, when you are wondering what is life supposed to be, or even if it's worth it, you contemplate suicide. You wonder, will you receive compassion or pity or ridicule? You wonder, where is Jesus? And it feels he's guarded, sealed away. You're, we're blocked from accessing him like some big stone is in the way. Stones like guilt, shame, shock, confusion, anger, depression, inferiority, unworthiness. And so we sit and we wait and we wonder and try to pick ourselves up and move on, wondering if we will be redeemed, wondering if Jesus will show up, you know, like he said he would, because it's been a long day since Friday or a long week or a long month or long years decades even. And so here we are. We are here on Resurrection Sunday, perhaps needing more than the predictable traditional Easter message. We need to know how does this resurrection that we celebrate benefit us now? We are grateful for the promise of eternal life, but what about now? As I sit in and with the misery of beatings and berating and betrayals and blood, what does the resurrection do for me? Because he's not here. And guess where else he is not? In that tomb, in that place where he was laying and sealed and guarded, that place that was supposed to be hard for people to get to him. When the women went to look for him, the angel said, he's not here. He has risen just like he said. So what does that mean? What does that mean for us? That we can move to. 
We don't have to stay here. Whatever here is, the place of being broken and battered and betrayed and beat, we can move. The power, the authority Jesus has been given is there to help you move. He is with you always. That's what he says. Although the place where you are may seem so far removed, so far gone, so hopeless that we feel no one can reach us. Like we felt when we couldn't reach Jesus. But we can. He's not here. He is seated on that right side of his father, making intercession for us. And so the good news, the right now word is that we can access Jesus because he's not here, dead in a tomb. He's alive with all power. People may look for us in places where they left us broken and bruised and humiliated. But the good news is we can move. We don't have to be here anymore. I want us to know that the power is in that one step of moving from here. Mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. The power is in that one step. We can move from here. Now, yes, we may keep the scars and the piercings, the bruising. The humiliation might enter our minds from time to time. But we can move from here. The power is moving from here. And Jesus has that kind of authority and power to aid us. So the women who came to see him left trembling with fear and great joy. We might experience the same. We might be afraid while at the same time, there's a sense of joy of the thought of no longer being here. So on this Resurrection Sunday, 2021, Although we might be reeling from the constant Friday events in our lives, although the mundaneness and the wonder and the waiting of Saturday can make us feel as though nothing will ever change, no redemption will take place, no change will ever come. May we look to Sunday. May we look to the finished work of the cross. May we know that he is not here means he is ever closer to us in our Fridays and Saturdays. May we find the hope that is found in Jesus because he isn't here and no longer do we have to be here also. So show those who are like a Thomas, the scars endured. But don't forget to let them know, hey, I am not here. As we point to the scars in the pierced places. Because he is not here. 
He has risen just like he said he would. He is not here. Thank you all for joining us on today. As I always say until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, and my call is simply the words that the angel said to the women. In Matthew 28, 5. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. That is the call. What will be your response? And the church said.